If you hear yourself saying to someone often, oh, I thought you were going to do this, or ah, oh, I thought you didn't need to bring lunch to school today, or I thought you were going to call me, then that means that you are not having effective communication because you're not fully listening. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach devoted to helping you have more peace and more harmony in all your relationships. In today's episode, I am going to answer a question someone asked me the other day. This person said, how do I communicate effectively? Well, how much time do you have? I asked in response. Communication is such a broad topic. However, there's a common quote about communication that you may know that has so much truth about effective communication. And that's also a great reminder about how challenging it can be to communicate with another human being. This quote was attributed to Irish playwright, critic, and political activist, George Bernard Shaw. And it says, I quote, the greatest problem in communication is the illusion that it has been accomplished. I'll repeat it. The greatest problem in communication is the illusion that it has been accomplished. Even though this quote was not originated by Bernard Shaw, I'll talk more about the origin later, it is true that when it comes to effective interpersonal communication, we think that just because we said something, communication has been accomplished. But that's not always the case. And while I would not say that this is the greatest problem, it is a problem. And one I see in my communication students and coaching clients on a regular basis. Sometimes hilarious things occur when we believe that communication has been accomplished. I remember a story from one of my university professors in Argentina. While she was living in England and studying at the time, she got a job waiting tables at a restaurant. One evening, after she brought food to a customer, the customer called her to his table and said, there's something funny about these potatoes. So she took a look at the potatoes and then at the customer and laughed. <laughs> the customer got upset and in a louder tone of voice said, I said these potatoes are funny. So my professor, still perplexed, said, oh, um, let me see what I can do and took the plate with the potatoes back into the kitchen. When she got to the kitchen, she said to the chef, do you have any serious looking potatoes? This was a hilarious anecdote for everybody in the kitchen and a great teaching point about the subtleties of language. But if you think about it, the problem was that the customer thought that communication had happened by saying there was something funny about the potatoes. 
he thought he had communicated a clear request. But because the word funny has different meanings, his communication wasn't clear. And so it was not received with clarity. He was not understood. And in that sense, communication didn't happen. My professor thought this customer was either making an odd comment or some kind of joke. Now, of course, when we make the mistake of having the illusion that communication has happened, it's not always funny, no pun intended. Many times it can create big disagreements and lead to unnecessary conflicts. For example, I worked with a client who had a frequent habit of shutting down. Whenever she perceived that there was the slightest indication that she could be getting in trouble, she would not say anything at all. She would simply shut down. She could not bring herself to utter a word or even use a device to write something on an email or a text message. It's like she would become petrified. This reactive habit of hers was so bad that it actually got her fired. What happened was that months earlier, she was at a meeting with her team and her manager. The manager expressed disappointment at the meeting because a particular project was being delayed. According to my client, during the meeting, the manager said that the customer needed to know the company was not going to be able to deliver the product on the agreed upon deadline. As days and weeks went by, my client received several emails from the customer asking for project updates. My client's reactive habit of shutting down went into full effect. She thought it was better for the manager to say something to the customer directly. See, she was actually scared to deliver these news and get in trouble with the customer. So every time she'd get an email from the customer, she would forward the emails to the manager without letting the manager know her thoughts or what she wanted or needed. In turn, the manager would reply to these forwarded emails with a thanks or got it. But of course, that didn't mean that he was going to communicate with the customer directly. As you can imagine, this situation was a communication disaster. And they both had the illusion that communication had happened. My client thought the manager was dealing with it. And that's why he was saying, got it, or thanks. And the manager thought my client had communicated with the customer already and thought that my client was just letting him know that the customer was being pushy by continuing to ask for something that the customer supposedly knew was delayed. Now, what about the customer? Well, the customer thought that they were being ignored and that this company didn't really care about them or the product. And in the end, the customer fired them and my client's manager fired my client. All this because all these parties involved thought that communication had been accomplished when in fact it hadn't. Now, in these two examples I just gave you, 
Who created the greatest problem in communication by having the illusion that communication had been accomplished? Was it the customer at the restaurant or my professor? Was it my client, her manager, their customer? Well, if you ask me, I would say that they all did. Why? Because they all made assumptions about the other and they all acted on their assumptions instead of continuing to communicate and check whether they had a clear understanding about what was happening and about the intended outcome in each case. In order to keep that communication going, the parties would have had to listen. And that brings us to the origin of the quote I mentioned. According to QuoteInvestigator.com, the earliest evidence of this idea that a problem in communication is the illusion that it's happened appeared in an article titled, Is Anybody Listening? This article was written by William H. White and it was published in Fortune magazine in 1950. Quote Investigator added the exact quote from that article and it says, the great enemy of communication we find is the illusion of it. We have talked enough, but we have not listened. And by not listening, we have failed to concede the immense complexity of our society and thus the great gaps between ourselves and those with whom we seek understanding. Ah, oh, and there it is, the importance of listening. You will hear me talk more about listening and the importance of listening because listening is essential if you would like to have effective communication. In fact, I teach a six-week online course on learning to listen. I'll tell you more about it in another episode. For now, I'd like to invite you to become your own effective communication investigator or your own effective communication detective. And I'll give you a clue. If you hear yourself saying to someone often, oh, I thought you were going to do this, or ah, oh, I thought you didn't need to bring lunch to school today, or I thought you were going to call me, then that means that you are not having effective communication because you're not fully listening. And that means that it would be very useful for you to learn more about listening. And if you find yourself hearing from somebody else saying, oh, I thought you were going to pick up dinner today, or I thought you were going to make the appointment, then you are not having effective communication because you are not being clear or you are not making sure you are being understood. And so it would be very useful for you to know how you are lacking clarity in your communication. And why does this matter? Because if you're constantly having misunderstandings, then you're not experiencing a true sense of connection with others. But no worries, I got you covered. I'll be teaching a free online workshop in the coming days called 
Three communication secrets to creating and maintaining true connection. And you are invited. All you need to do is go to languagealchemy.com forward slash workshop and sign up. It is completely free. In this workshop, you will spend 75 minutes with me live and I will teach you these three communication secrets to creating and maintaining true connection. I'll share with you how you can connect yourself so that you can be ready to connect with others. And if you resonated with my story about my client who got fired, I want you to know that in the workshop, I will also teach you a kind or compassionate way of responding to someone when you feel triggered. So don't miss it. Oh, and at the end of the workshop, I will answer your questions live. And before that, I'll tell you about the listening course I'm teaching, just in case you're interested. So to sign up for this free workshop, and I will add the registration link in the show notes, go to languagealchemy.com forward slash workshop. You can sign up there. Okay, let's recap what we discussed in this Language Alchemy podcast episode. We talked about a problem we tend to have when it comes to effective communication, which is that we believe communication happened when in fact it hasn't or it hasn't according to how we think it did. I shared some stories to illustrate how this problem occurs. And then I encourage you to become your own communication investigator and even gave you some big clues to get you started. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something about language and communication. I also hope you feel inspired to learn more so that you can have not only effective communication, but also true connection with those with whom you interact. My wish for you is that your communication investigation gives you lots of great insights. Thank you so much for listening. And a special thanks to my client, Michelle, for the work she did to bring more clarity to her communication. Until next week, and as we say in Argentina, ciao, ciao. Original music by Gary Lapoe. You can find all links in the show notes at languagealchemy.com.